are Hinton and District Chamber of Commerce, and you are listening to Chamber Chatter, a local podcast that features Hinton businesses and interviews that will educate, inspire, and connect you to the resources you need and want as an entrepreneur. My name is Jessica Zimmer, and I'm the current president of the Hinton Chamber and the branch manager at RBC. I'm joined with my fellow board member, Paul. Hi, I'm Paul Upson, and I'm the store manager at Friesen Brothers Hinton Hill, and this is our seventh podcast. Oh, yes. Good job telling us uh, where we're at in this so far. And today we are interviewing Jeff McLeod, who is the owner and a broker at Remax 2000. Welcome, Jeff. Thank you. And feel free to correct me if I... I said Remax 2000. I hope that's... We yeah. should have double-checked. Remax 2000 Realty is the full, but there it's you all go. good. There it's you all go. good. <laughs> we could tweak that. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to dive right into it then. Uh, so first off, Jeff, thanks for joining us today and willing to spend a little bit of time talking about your business and, and the journey you've taken from being, if I recall correctly, we have a bit of history, Jeff and I, but this was not where you thought you would be maybe 20 years ago. Uh, definitely not. No, definitely no. Not. So tell us a little bit about your story and your journey. Okay. Well, uh, it's funny. I, I went to school for uh, to be a lawyer. Um, and so, yeah. <laughs> so um, when I finished school, uh, my undergrad, um, I was kind of done with school. And I was like, okay, um, I, 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 that's it. I'm, I'm done with school. I'm like, am I making the right decision here? I was like, okay, I'm going to take a, a bad job. Well, not a bad job a low-paying job mm-hmm. and something that wouldn't make too much money and get me trapped and, and make the real decision. So uh, I got hired on the local Domino's. Uh, I just wanted to be a pizza maker. Um, and then uh, within a week, they made me an assistant manager. Uh, three weeks later, they offered me the manager's position. I declined it because, again, I didn't want to get, because I would have made pretty decent money. Um, anyway, uh, six months went by. I still didn't want to go to school, so I moved out west. Uh, to Fort St. John. I became an oil field firefighter. Uh, that brought me to Whitecourse a year later and then uh, a year after that um, they opened up a station here in Hinton and uh, asked me to run the station so I moved here. Uh, so I did that for about 10 years then I got into uh, Tricam Wall Services and from there I was fracking, went into running their chemical plant um, during which time I, I met my wife, and uh, she was in real estate, and that kind of led me here. Wow. <laughs> I actually, there is so much new information there, and it's so funny, because in so many of these episodes, I think I know people, and then I'm like, all right, tell us about yourself, and they sit down, and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Delivering pizzas? Yeah, th- that was the abbreviated version, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that, but what a journey, and, and looking at it now... A business owner, an entrepreneur. I mean, you're so deeply involved in the Remax world and the real estate community. Not where you would have maybe seen yourself. Uh, no, definitely, definitely not. Um, yeah, it, it, real estate was never something on my mind. Uh, helping people, though, always was, which mm-hmm. is why uh, firefighting, of course, uh, was always a draw to me. Uh, you know, uh, helping out people in your community and. Uh, so, you know, real estate was such a great fit because it's like, what better way to help somebody than to help them find a home, yeah. you know? And, and sometimes, you know, they're in bad situations, they got to get out of a home and that, um, and helping them in those situations too, it's, you know, it, it, it's really a great feeling to help people. And now as a broker owner, 
I, by extension, get to help my agents help people and help them grow their business while also helping other people. So it's really a satisfying place to be. Yeah. What was that shift like going from one of the other agents to being an owner and, and the mentorship and leadership that probably came with that? Um, to be honest, it, it was pretty natural because um, before we bought the business, um, Marcel, our previous owner, we had helped him uh, with a number of things uh, like modernizing the website and, and, and all that. But yeah, also within our office, everybody kind of mentors everybody else, right? We're a common law brokerage, so, um, you know, we don't have to keep secrets from each other. Of course, we keep people's confidential information confidential and don't share that. But but as far as problem solving that, like, if there's an issue, an agent already goes to another agent. Um, and, you know, and of course they come to me as a broker if it's a, a bigger issue. But there was kind of already that atmosphere there. So it was a, a pretty natural transition. And, uh, yeah, I think um, I was pretty new to real estate uh, when I became the owner, which I, I may have put some questions into people's minds, but <laughs> I, I, I think it also kind of helped because, you know, I didn't come with any... Uh, past yeah. <laughs> the dealings right so it, it, it was good I, the, the agents were very receptive and we have such a great team that it was like yeah it just it all felt natural oh, I love that and that's kind of shows maybe how it was meant to be was it Karen's dream to eventually take over um I, I think there was kind of that expectation uh, of Karen to, to take it over and I, I think that uh, that was always you know something in her mind but it is a lot of work to to run a brokerage and uh, the fact of the matter is is um, once you start running a business that, that, that like that it's going to take away from your your ability to do sales and that and, and Karen's such a great agent and, and you know and she loves it like really really loves it. Um, it I think it would have been hard for her to do it at that time Right now, she, she, you know, she's naturally taken more and more of the ownership role, mm -hmm. and naturally, you know, uh, doing that kind of thing. So, so I think it worked out great for her too, because, you know, she didn't have to give up her sales yeah. and was able to gradually, kind of come into it, and you know, all the pressure on me, right? <laughs> yeah. Not that there was a lot of pressure, but you know, it, yeah. Well, I'm sure there was. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there was some sleepless nights. Uh, yeah, there, there still is. Uh, well, you know, it's it's no big deal. Buy a brokerage and within a year and a half, it's not like there's a global pandemic and everybody's stuck in their house for months on end. But, uh... <laughs> but, you know, but you know what's interesting about that is I think our, I mean, everywhere kind of weirdly had this big housing movement that happened during the pandemic, right? Yeah, and, and we felt that here too, right? Absolutely. It's... Um, I feel guilty saying it. I mean, COVID was terrible. People died. Um, people lost businesses. You know, a lot of small businesses, a lot of restaurants and cities especially, you mm -hmm. know. A lot of them went under. But for, for us, business-wise, it, it was pretty good. Like, it, Hinton was already slow going into the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we were already at a point where, okay, like, you know, watch your dollars and cents here, you know, right? Because mm -hmm. it, it was a slower period. And then... COVID hit, and then it was like, okay, what's going to happen? And we, of course, panicked, like everybody else. We didn't know what's going to go on. But, you know, 
three months, four months into the pandemic, it was like real estate started picking up and just kept going and going and going. And, and it's been pretty strong ever since. Um, and I think there's been a big uh, amount of movement here in Hinton from Ontario and, of course, people from the interior. I, you know, I think people start to reevaluate city life. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? And it's what Hinton has to offer is phenomenal. Yeah, like 15 minutes from my office and I'm in the National Park. Yeah. I see the mountains every single day. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm not a fi- into fishing or hunting myself, but lots of people are. That's abundant. The bike trails, mm-hmm. like, come on, right? Yeah. And and you could actually make a good living. Yeah. It, it's, it's kind of all here. Yeah. We were kind of touching on this right before we started, uh, and I almost wish we were recording yeah. <laughs> when, we, when we were, but just that... You know, the, the opportunities that are in Hinton, and I, I totally agree. I think there's been a lot of people that are kind of, quote-unquote, sleeping on it, right? Yeah. Like they're, it's like people are starting to realize, like, whoa, this exists three hours from Edmonton. Yeah, that's a drive. You know, there's things I, I, I would love and hope to see come to Hinton in, in the years. But there's so much to appreciate, and, and there's so much potential and opportunity here that I think... You're probably someone that's seeing it firsthand, right? But you're—you see it first, almost. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the big thing is—is is like uh, behind the scenes, you see like the commercial interest, yeah. right? Yeah. So when you have businesses um, from out of town, out of province, and they're coming here and they're looking and like seriously looking, mm-hmm. right? Like the signs are there, and, and and money people like investors, large investors. They look at the numbers and, and they see. That's why we have this pizza explosion. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's because Domino's number Domino's is publicly traded, so yeah. their numbers are public, and oh. and all the pizza places saw the numbers of Domino's. Jeff, this is so exciting to me <laughs> that there is like a there is like a, a reason behind and there's a name now. There was a pizza like a hashtag pizza explosion. Like we've got an explanation. Yeah, hundred percent. And you know. And will all those pizza places stay? Maybe, maybe not, because they all wanted in. It was, it's kind of like when marijuana became legal. Yeah. You know, everybody and their dog wanted to have a cannabis store. Yeah. yeah. Right? And not everybody got it. People, there is, there's places that are still paying rent and never, ever open because everybody was trying to grab up land. Not, not here in Hinton, but just yeah. in Canada in general. Yeah. And, and that kind of, I think, happened with the pizza. Like, they saw the numbers. They wanted to get in. They wanted to get in on that action. And so now I don't know if there's enough market that will sustain them. I hope so because I, I wish yeah. everybody success in their business. Totally. Yeah. But that's, uh, yeah, that, that's the reason why. There was, wow. I, I had a number of clients that were the pizza and like I asked them, like, where are you guys coming from and why? Like all of a sudden it's just like, you know what? Hinton needs more pizza. Yeah. <laughs> I really know. For someone new and even for the people that have been here a long time, like we've seen it happen over the last few years and we already had a lot of pizza yeah right and then it's like new restaurant pizza new restaurant pizza but here's the thing a lot of the new restaurants you know red swan it's like a new favorite for me yeah you know so i'm already being like you know what if you're gonna provide quality food you're gonna do well and i wish everyone to do well right? absolutely Let's, absolutely 
Maybe we can make it a thing. We'll have like a big pizza thing in the stand. Yeah. You know, in the middle of the green square. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, I got us a little sidetracked there. But it's all maybe, good. Paul, maybe I'll let you ask some of the questions that we did prepare for you, Jeff. <laughs> um, we'll just, you know, obviously we're, we're here at the Visitor Center and, you know, the podcast is related to the, to the chamber. So I guess, you know, I'll ask you to kind of tell us a little bit about, you know, some involvement with the chamber and, you know, share with us anything you might need to see more from your local chamber and, you know, your thoughts in general kind of on the Hinton Chamber of Commerce. Okay, so um, the chamber was really great for me uh, starting off uh, as an entrepreneur. Uh, definitely the networking, and I know this is said on every podcast, but like, like for example, Brian O'Reilly, like, I know who he is. I mean, if you lived in Hinton for any amount of time, you probably know who he is. Yeah. But we didn't know each other, and, and that's how I got to know him. Is, is through the chamber as well as others and uh, so so that was fantastic as somebody just kind of getting into business to, to get to know people and, and you know have real conversations um, and, and the, the Hinton community as a whole is fantastic business people will share you all their secrets everything they've done they're fine with it. It's yeah. it's not like it's in a vault. Business They'll tell you like, business. Yeah, they're yeah. like, this is what this is what I did. This may help you. This may not help you. I don't know, right? Like, mm-hmm. and, and so the the chamber was really great for for getting me my foot in the door with a lot of people and realizing how the business community in Hinton worked. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, as far as what the chamber can do for me, um, to be honest, I, I'm pretty happy with the, with everything with the chamber, like the. The things that the chamber has done over the years, like with the pine beetle uh, and all that, like it's it's crazy, like national recognition, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the the one thing that I could suggest, I remember when I first started, we would see somebody from the chamber every month stop by. Oh, and that face to face, because yeah. you know you, you kind of get lost in emails. Yes, right. I think everybody <laughs> and everybody that's if you're listening to this podcast and you're an entrepreneur, yeah. you, you would probably agree you get too many emails. But when somebody steps in to your office mm-hmm. or your place of business, like you are hyper focused on that person. And like I think about us, like just me even going over to the bank sometimes to make yeah. a deposit, yeah. all of a sudden, you know, if you happen to be free and we start having a conversation, all of a sudden that leads to oh, discussing yeah. something about business or solving a problem. Mm-hmm. And that face to face is it's great. And I think I think that's something all of society kinda has to start getting back to right I like, agree it, everything's easy on the phone uh-huh. and electronic but but even a phone call like people don't do that it's a text it's yeah. a, and, it, and it gets yeah. lost but you know making that actual communication with, with people that's I love really that good. advice Jeff and I, I think that's what's really fun about this podcast is also getting to be like let's pick your brain let's hear from you let's you know what do we want to advocate for or what do you you know what do you need more from your chamber and that's the first person that's kind of come forward and be like we just want to see you we want to hear from you more. And those, you talking about when you pop into the branch and we have those chats, sometimes those chats are the highlight of my day because <laughs> they do, sometimes they just, we go on these tangents and before you know it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to be a Disney adult now. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> like, That's you, another podcast. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's that human connection. And I think so often when we ask people, you know, what do you, what do you love about our chamber? And it's that connection of the networking event, right? It's like, oh yeah, well, you know, we supported other businesses at the gala or we got to be part of an, uh, the beer and blue jeans or, or whatever that might be. But so often it's, I got to meet people. I got to build these friendships and these connections. And that's such a great reminder of like that piece. 
we've had some of our own changes and shifts here over the last little bit, but I I think that's a great reminder of a piece for us to try and build back on to. And everyone, right? Especially coming out of the pandemic, it's gotten really easy to do so much more virtual, but even a Zoom call is not the same as sitting across the table from you right now. Absolutely, absolutely. If we were doing this a Zoom interview, it would be a totally different feel, less laughs, I feel, Mm -hmm. right? You know, Mm -hmm. there's something about person-to-person contact. Energy in the room, you know? (laughs) (laughs) You can feel it, though. Okay, well, awesome. Thank you for that feedback. I loved that answer. That was wonderful. And I... It's, it's kind of funny asking that question and you're like, well, I have so much good stuff to say. I'm like, all right, let's just stop there. Yeah. <laughs> but, Podcast over. But, yeah, there's, there's so much power in asking for feedback and that's part of what this is, yeah, right? So absolutely. thank you. I appreciate that you, that you had that for us. Um, another question we have for you. Um, I'll jump into this next one. So you mentioned you came out of school and you were feeling, sounds like a little lost mm-hmm. of what you wanted to do. And you mentioned it was a dream of Karen's, or kind of an expectation as well, to look at becoming a business owner. But would you say it was a dream for you? Um, not really. Yeah, interesting. Not, 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 not really. Not wow. Uh, you know, I, I uh, as, as as much as I enjoy like a leadership role, mm-hmm. um, yeah, being the boss was never, never my thing. I I was quite content with the thought of a nine to five yeah you know yeah um, that's kind of what I wanted something with a, a good pay maybe a pension and uh you know good uh, health benefits yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah but here I am yeah oh, here you are. <laughs> and, I, and you know my next question that kind of follows into that is you know you look back if you if you could do it all over do you think you would still like would you do it differently um I mean that's quite the loaded question. <laughs> I, I, yeah, like, business <laughs> specifically. Yeah, yeah. Like with with, with Freemax and the purchase um, of our brokerage here. No, it. You know, I'm I'm very happy with what we did. The decisions we made. You know, th- there were some decisions that weren't the best. But you know, sometimes you have to have a little failure to realize success. Right, you can't be afraid of, of of little failures. As long as you learn from it, you're good. And, and sometimes, you know, if you say you would do something different, then you wouldn't have learned those failures. Yeah. And then maybe you fail at something much larger. Right. Yeah. So I, 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 yeah, there there isn't anything I would change about it. it it's been fantastic. We we inherited a great team. We built upon that. You know, uh, the agents in our office, uh, like the culture is like we're a family. And that is like amazing, you know. It's it's such a great feeling. It's it's like the fire service, you mm-hmm. know, um, which is something I miss dearly. And that's the one downside of owning the business. I didn't have time anymore for volunteering at Empire. Right. But but that but yeah, that culture in our office. It's like I wouldn't trade that for the world. I I heard something the other day, um, and it really stuck with me. But it was talking about how you you can't fake culture. Mm-hmm. You can't fake that family feeling and I've, I've seen it you know even in my experience at the bank where we've, we've had ebbs and flows I've been there 11 years it hasn't been the same team the entire time mm-hmm. um, but when you do have that team that's running really well and you've got those bonds and that connection like you can't fake that 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 can really and it's so you can tell when you walk in somewhere when the people are are happy and it's authentic right mm-hmm. so you should be so proud of that that's 
That's amazing to hear. Thank you. Yeah, it's it, we are proud of it. We we like I said, we inherited something and we built upon it, and uh, it's fantastic. And uh, every every person in our office contributes to that. And mm. you know, it's it's not just us. Yeah. Ideas come from our from our agents too, right? Yeah. Like so, uh, I give them all credit too. It is really a team effort there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. I'll let you take the next question, Paul. I can. I can eat up all of our time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me think here. I don't know, like, just, you know, regarding kind of what Jessica was talking about and acquiring the business and, you know, some, some hurdles and challenges um, that you faced. But I guess I would ask, you know, who have been kind of some mentors to you? And, you know, obviously, you know, uh, you know Karen and, and the relationship with her father and stuff like that. But kind of... I don't know, for you personally, you know, as you forayed into uh, real estate after kind of bouncing from fire and oil and gas, right? Dominoes. Yeah, yeah. Dominoes, <laughs> yeah, pizza came there. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, of course, uh, um, of course, Karen, when I got into mm-hmm. real estate, um, and of course, uh, her father-in-law, um, or my father-in-law, her father, sorry, um, Don, like, he's been fantastic too. He's been over 30 years in the business um, and especially helping with commercial and all that and he he has had businesses himself he's known uh, King Richards men's clothing here in town um, uh, but of course Marcel the previous owner has has been a, a big mentor for us um, you know he's he's been through it all ups and downs mm-hmm. uh, in real estate so so rely heavily on him and that's been fantastic but uh Going back to the Dominoes too, like the owner there, Mike Eaton, was a fantastic mentor, and uh, I was lucky enough to to take his uh, knowledge as he was giving it, because as so many entrepreneurs, like I said, here in town, um, give it for free, mm-hmm. um, and you know, unfortunately, a lot of younger people don't don't absorb that, mm-hmm. but I, you know, I he took a shining to me, and I, I did to him, and. Uh, you know, he taught me a lot of valuable lessons, which is funny that I, I translate to my daily here. I love and, that. You know, it, it's, you know, it's, uh, so, you know, whatever you're doing out there, it, it doesn't matter what job you're doing, you know, you, be proud of it, do a good job, and you, you, you have lessons you can learn that may just help you, you know, down the road run a successful real estate business or, mm-hmm. you know, maybe become a bank manager, you mm-hmm. know, maybe you're running a successful grocery chain, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, it, it, it's crazy, but, like, if you take the time to listen to people, um, you know, like the saying, you two ears, one mouth, mm-hmm. right? You, you can really get a lot of knowledge, but, yeah, anyway, I could talk about mentors forever. Oh. There, there's so many mentors in Hinton, but those are just some of the few yeah. that really, you know, always stick out in my mind. That was really well said. Thanks, Jeff. I I loved that. And like the I love that you mentioned that you've picked up so much along the way. And I think for you and your success, I'm well my next question, I'll let you start thinking about it, is you know, what contributed to some of your success? What are some of those key pieces? But I'll say first, my thoughts from just hearing that. You you've always been learning. You never you never stopped, right? And you're picking those things up from different places, different people along the way. And a lot of this probably just building that, like those relationship skills that you have, right? Mm-hmm. From from a young age, it's incredible. But let's hear from you. Um, 
I think, so the question is lessons about success or what yes. I've done? Yes. Sorry. Yes. No, 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 great question. Nope. Um, your key, what do you think has contributed to your success? What are some of those key things? Um, it, it, honestly, it, I, I believe it's the, the relationships with people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I've, it's funny, like getting into real estate, I felt it was meant to be because as I did the courses, like there was pieces of every aspect of my life. I, I found the actual course real easy because it's like, oh, I know this from this, I know this from this. Like, and of course, the section of law, I knew that. Mm-hmm. But like, um, you know, when I was in university, I was a resident assistant. And uh, through that, um, I took many courses on crisis intervention, uh, suicide prevention, things like that. And, and it was like a lot of the, the courses were on listening even things like body language and how to present yourself, um, be, choose words that matter. Um, I'm always saying that to, to my agents, you know, you know, say what you mean, mean when you say it, right? Like that's, that's very important. And, and, you know, being able to sit back and listen to people, like really is my biggest key to success and not reacting right away. That's, it's, it's so hard to do. I've, I've had to train myself on it again through courses I took and then um, stuff with the fire department as well you know it's um, one of their, the things I learned in the fire department is remember it's their emergency not yours um, so, so not to react like think first right so somebody tells me something you know I can think about it and then respond if I don't have the answer right away it's like okay okay Jesse that, that's a pretty good question um, let me think about that and, and then of course actually think about it and actually respond but those those previous life uh, experiences I have that brought me to that ability I think is the number one key to success you know everybody wants to be heard mm-hmm. first of all but when you actually listen you can actually help them solve their problems yeah. and really like isn't that every business Yes. You know, yeah. you know, yeah. I have a money problem. I'm going to the bank. Mm-hmm. I'm hungry. That's a problem. I'm going to <laughs> right? Like, yeah. like it really, the, at the basics, like that's everybody that owns a business is in the business of helping people. So you have to listen to what your clientele needs. You'll be successful. Wow. Very well said, Jeff. Thanks. And, and honestly, we are we are probably needing to wrap up a little bit. We're actually over our time <laughs> by by a bit. Um, but I I've so enjoyed and appreciated all of the all of the words that you've shared with us today. So thank you again for spending the time with us. Um, I, I don't know if maybe there's one more question you want to squeeze in, Paul, or if you're okay to wrap up. I'm good to wrap yeah, up. Yeah. Okay. Good. I was like, Thanks I just looked at the time. Jeff. and was like, oh. <laughs> and usually, I usually cut people off about six minutes ago. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from the East Coast. It's hard to stop me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Paul, I'll let, us, I'll let you wrap us up then. Yeah, so, so thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us on Chamber Chatter. It was great to learn more about you and your business. Thanks for joining us today, and see you next time on Chamber Chatter.